1: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Backers together and loving it. TNCs apply. Well, England have won their first ever netball series on New Zealand soil by beating the Silver Ferns 49-45 in the Decider in Christchurch on Friday night, and so doing, they get to uh, hold the tiny Jamison Trophy. It was a bit of a turnaround, I think it's fair to say. Courtney Tyree has uh, joined us this morning. Courtney, uh, good morning to you. Uh, The Silver Ferns leading by 10 goals, 10 goals at halftime and basically blowing that lead. What did you make of that?
0: Good morning. Yes, obviously it was very disappointing and when they were up by 10, I think everybody thought, great, we're going to take the series, take the tiny Jemison trophy. But what we knew from Game 2 was that England really focused on their second half and in particular their third quarter, which is the championship quarter. Their captain Serena Guthrie said that's what their focus was for Game 2 and they sort of blew us out of the water in that second half in Game 2. So when we're up by 10, I still think everyone thought this is a comfortable lead, but we knew what England could do. And we just were on the back foot and we didn't. We were playing more reactive. We lost our confidence and we just let them take control of the game. Mm. And for them to end up winning well, by four. So realistically, it's a 14-point turnaround, which is pretty unheard of in a half of netball.
1: It is. And when you also consider, if you look at the game of netball compared to other sports, it's about, uh, of course, it's about what you do with your possession, but you get 50% of the possession. You get get it under the rules of the game. You get the ball back regardless every second time. So that would be the concerning thing. I and mean, if you had, didn't have possession and you blew a lead like that, you'd say, well, but they had possession. So what What actually, if you look at the fine points of it, where did it break down?
0: Yeah, look, for me, if you look at the stats, it's a centre-pass attack, and you're right, Smithy. So every time, a, every time a point scored, you get the ball back or every second time. So you get 50%. So for me, down the attacking end, what we weren't doing, we we weren't trusting each other, we weren't getting the ball to the circle edge and getting it to our shooters. And when we did, I feel like we didn't really have our goal shooter and goal attack step up. You usually have one that's more dominant than the other, but I feel like they both went into their shell against this English uh, defensive side led by Jeeva Mentor. So for me, the attack just sort of fell apart. You're watching it just, I guess, capitulate, And then you just couldn't. They just couldn't get it together. And then we're losing ball. And then what that means is when you lose possession and England scored, then they get the centre pass. So every time we lost the ball once, England are getting two points realistically. And, yeah, it just really fell apart for me down the attacking end. And defensively, we just were on the back foot and we couldn't get those turnovers.
1: Right. So Dame Nolan looks at that series. I mean, she's a winner. Um you know, I would imagine she's a little angry and a little disappointed about how things turned out. Uh, when that goes, what, how do you think she'll look at that series uh, in terms of some of the new players she introduced, perhaps?
0: I think even after the second game, she could have probably already crossed a few players off her list, heading into a pinnacle year next year for Commonwealth Games. She tried the Mystics winning combination of Mweki and Tuiava in the game two. And it really didn't work up against classy international experienced defence like the England Roses. So I think even after game two, she could have crossed a few off her list. But especially after game three, I think she players really got found out, and she knows who can I guess make that step up from A and Z to the international stage because it is a big jump up and a lot of these players like england and australia they all play against each other in suncorp here in new zealand we just play against each other so to test them against i guess the world's best i think uh, she really found out some players and i also think it makes her go back to the drawing board because you do have players like phoenix cardica who's coming back from a baby kayla johnson who's put her hands up katrina Dore. so she's got Players who are sort of coming back from having babies and aren't quite there. I think it's made probably Dame Knowles realise she needs to really start looking at these players and getting them back, possibly for next year.
1: Courtney, in terms of on-field leadership, we'd, I'm not sure it was fair to judge uh, Gina Crampton too much because of, of the fact she missed two out of the three. Uh, test matches, but th- does it fair to say we we lacked an uh, on field generalship in that regard uh, and and would you persevere with with Gina Crampton uh, all going if she 's fit?
0: Yeah, I believe that we did, and I would still go with Gina and Sulu Fitzpatrick. I believe they are the best that we have at the moment the, for the players that were available for that series, and there the 's a series coming up against the New Zealand men, so I would stick with them to definitely Uh, but also when both of them were out in the third game or sorry when Gina was out in the third game and Salou I feel like it really did we went to sort of a fifth choice captain uh, in the best regards and so for me we really did lack that leadership and someone that would just stand up and take the game and say right follow me this is what we're going to do no one really put their hand up I don't believe Uh, but going forward I have for next year, we'll have players coming back into the fold. And then I think it will probably go back to Amelia Ekinasio if she does uh, come back into the fold. And even Jane Watson, if she comes back, because they are our leadership group. Uh, so they'll stick with, I think, Gina and Salou for now. But I do believe, especially in that game three, we did really lack that leadership and someone that just really put their hand up and said, right, I'm going to take charge here
1: the best one or two things to come out of it then from our point of view?
0: Look, uh, we, we got some debuts out there, which even I, they probably wouldn't be happy with how they debuted, but I think it was really good for them to get a taste because they are young, a taste of what international netball is like. And I think even young Grayson Wecky coming up against the English defence was just such a big task but I think for her to know what that feels like now to get sandwiched between Diva Mentor and Gus Goss. So I think that experience that they gained and knowing how big that step-up is, is quite big heading into a pinnacle year next year. And I think the other positive, I guess, if you can look at it this way, is that I feel like Dame Knowles has realised the work that we now need to do and also the players, that she probably had a question mark around and thought maybe they could do it. I think she's realised that that jump up for some players might just be a little too big.
1: Okay, Courtney, we'll leave it at that. Thank you so much uh, for your input this morning. Uh, yeah, not, uh, not what we wanted over the weekend, um, but it's, uh, uh, you know, the, the common phrase is learnings, so I guess. Uh, let's get, we, get those learnings under control eh, going forward. Thank you. Thank you.